0: This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc, episode 90. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Blanc. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. My name is Michael Blanc. I'm really glad you're here listening, watching. Whatever, it's early in 2018. So, I want to do kind of a recap and see what's worked and provide an outlook for this coming year. So, one of the things that was new for, for us was a whole deal desk. It was launched very late in 2016. And from that, we had closed a total of 527 units in 2017, where basically students are finding deals and we're raising money for them. We're engaging them in a joint venture environment where we keep the student in the deal, make them a general partner, they get to earn equity in the deal get to learn doing their own deal. And from that point forward, what happens is they either go ahead and and go out themselves or they find even bigger deals. And that's kind of what happened last year. So my goal for last year was to help students buy 1,000 units last year. And we fell a little short. It was 785 units in 2017. Not too bad. It was a total of 21 students that did deals last year, totaling 785 units. So I think for this year, we can probably try to double that maybe 1,500 years or so, we have a very, very exciting uh, pipeline of deals that are that's forming at the Deal Desk. So to find out more about the Deal Desk, go to themichaelblanc.com forward slash partner to see what that's like. And it's a very, very affordable program. It's done so on purpose because we want as many people to find deals as we can. And we're just trying to keep up with, a, with everything, with raising the money and things of that nature. So that's kind of the major thing. And based on that experience, we learned a lot of things. And one of them was there are more than one way to quit your job with multifamily and real estate. Okay, there's more than one way. So the traditional way is that you uh, you are the syndicator. And that's normally what I what I've taught what everybody else teaches. And that started to shift a little bit where we're finding other ways to achieve the same result, based on what your resources are, and even preferences and passions. So I want to talk about that today. And there's really four ways that you can do the same thing And that is to build up equity, passive income, and long-term wealth so you can quit your job in the next two or three years. And we at the Michael Blanc Brands are always looking for ways to help people do their first deal. And I talk about this a lot, the law of the first deal. If I can help you get into your first deal with this podcast, this video, this course, this coaching program, whatever the case may be, then you are literally one, two, three years away from quitting your job. It's that simple. And so that's why I'm focusing all of my resources and attention on helping you do your first deal. Now, traditionally, this has been with method number one, which is learn to be a syndicator, right? And so I'm not going to talk hugely about that because we talk about that a lot. But I do want to, for completeness, want to talk about being the syndicator. That's number one. And and for each of these categories, I want to point out what's important for each category and how to get started. Now, for the syndicator, what's important is that you need to learn to analyze deals. That's at the core, at the the skill level, is learning how to analyze deals. And this is why, because obviously you need to make offers, but also it improves your confidence level so much if you can talk at a peer level to a broker and call bs on their analysis my gosh your confidence is going to be sky high and the more that your higher confidence is the more likely people are going to take you seriously brokers are going to turn your calls investors are going to take meetings with you right so getting the confidence level up quickly is key and that's it's it's done by getting good at analyzing deals so this is why in the deal makers mastermind program that gives you access to deal desk really the primary function of it in the beginning is to help you become good at analyzing deals, because you're going to take my syndicated deal analyzer, you're going to upload it to a forum and one of our forums and one of our coaches will provide you feedback on that analysis for that particular deal. And you do that a few times and your analysis starts getting better and better and better. So we've just Notice that working with so many students that analysis at the heart of that, which is why I put so much emphasis on a syndicated deal analyzer and getting good at that. So that's important there. And the other thing that's important is constantly be raising money. And I talk about the sample deal package a lot, which really teaches to create an investor package and then use that as a conversation piece to have conversations with investors. When people start first raising money, they're a little amazed at sometimes how long it takes And it's because a lot of times people don't know you in the context, you know, they don't know you that they don't know that you're in real estate sometimes, or even if you're multifamily. So you can't come to them and say, Hey, guess what, Frank, you know, uh, I'm raising money for apartment building Uh, Minimum is 100,000. Are you in right? It doesn't work that way. It takes time to get there. And so, so starting that now, before long before you start making offers or even during your making offers, is having conversations with your potential investors to get them more comfortable with you, more comfortable with investing in multifamily and addressing their questions and concerns. So from a what's important perspective for a syndicator, it's really learning to, to analyze deals so you can become proficient at that and constantly be raising money. So how do you get started? really number one is educate yourself. This is obvious to some extent. And, you know, I put out a bunch of free content on the podcast, the blog, the YouTube channel. So I would say, you know, just consume all my free content. There's other people out there as well. Just review all that stuff. And then if you're ready to take the next step, then invest in your education. And so I have training courses, the ultimate guide to buying apartment buildings. It's a great uh, multimedia resource for everything you need to buying apartments. And, but there's others you know out there as well. So just look around, but you're going to have to invest in your education. But it, the good news is it doesn't take a long time to get up to speed. This is really cool. I mean, if you're one of our coaching students, we kind of put you through a process where in 30 days, your confidence level is really high. Your skill level is really high using the right language and and you don't appear like a newbie anymore. So it's very, you can overcome that very, very quickly with the right education. So how to get started is, is educate yourself. And then really from an activity perspective, you're going to be doing three activities constantly. You're going to be analyzing deals. You're going to be meeting with potential investors and you're going to build your team. Those are three things you're going to be doing every single week. And if you just focus on those three things, then you're going to be great. Now, if, if you can benefit from coaching, then check out our coaching program. And But there's others, like, like I said, out there as well. And the nice thing about coaching is it really accelerates your results. Now, I am convinced... Just having gone through this myself, I've done it both non-coaching ways and I've done coaching ways and also the results that people are getting, you will eventually get your results if you don't do coaching. So, uh, And not everybody needs or wants coaching, but I have observed that the results can be achieved much faster with coaching and the big mistakes can be avoided with coaching. Uh, I know just from my own, you know, back from, from, from when I got in the restaurant business, one of the things I had was money at the time, but I didn't have a coach. And that coach probably would have put the brakes on me and various junctures in that and go, hey, you know, is this really a good idea? You know, my experience, this is what I've seen. I didn't have that. I thought I could go on my own. And that obviously was a failure if you followed me for any length of time. So, you know, you may want to consider investing in a coaching program as well. Okay, now here's the thing. And I have talked about this also, but don't get overwhelmed with things either, right? So you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to do, my goal is to retire my job. I'm going to need 150 units and you're just just so overwhelmed. Don't do that to yourself, right? So I always say, do the next three things. Just focus on the next three things. Everybody knows the next three things they should be doing. Uh, Read a book, go to the RIA meeting, talk to a property manager, okay? Next three things, write it down. And do them right if you just focus on the next three things it's not overwhelming because everybody can handle three things in this next coming week then cross them off your list and write down the next three things i like to do this on a weekly basis and then don't even worry about the step behind it just do it and then after like two or three months you just look up and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe what i've done and where i've been so just focus on the next three things okay so that's The syndicator, uh, kind of in a nutshell, you're finding a deal, you're analyzing deals, you're cold calling brokers, you're making offers, you're getting on a contract, you're raising the money, you're doing it all. Fantastic. And, you know, this is a great way to build up, obviously, equity in a deal, even if you have none of your own money in the deal, and you build up equity in this way, and it's fabulous. Now, the second one, on the other extreme, so where, where one is really, really passive is the passive investor. Okay, so if you have money, you don't need millions of dollars, but you have money to invest then becoming a passive investor is a great way, obviously, to generate passive income and long-term wealth. The, the advantage there is, and these are normally people who have some means, and they want to diversify their assets, or they're tired of the stock market, or they're, they're afraid of the stock market, and they just want to diversify their assets. And what's, what's important there as a passive investor is to know what the questions are that you need to ask. Okay. So, so yes, you need to educate yourself. You just need to know what the questions are to ask and kind of what to look for. The key to all this stuff is really finding a partner that you can trust. That's going to do a good job, right? So it's a combination of, of trust and competence, right? So, you know, it's, it's really all about the partner. So if, if that, that partner, that syndicator has a podcast, listen to them, you learn a lot about a person just listening, how they, how they talk and what they do in their stories. You know, if they have a seminar, attend a seminar and listen to them, talk to them, take them out to lunch, whatever you can to get to know them a little better, and talk to some of the other investors that have invested with them. Now, the key to this is always how transparent are they, and and how you know what's the level of integrity. That, that's to me is key. Transparency, integrity are key, are key. Transparency really means, you know, uh, are they on the up and up? To, how do they communicate? Do they try to hide things? Uh, do they give you access to stuff? And of course, integrity. How do they? How do they behave? You know, do they? Do they do what they say they're going to do, uh, or they are they maybe shift some things around? So a lot of the times, this is sometimes hard to tell from a person, and sometimes you can glean that from from references. But more importantly, how they behave during during a transaction, for example. How? What is the track record of this partner? Right? How many deals have they done? In what geographies? What track record are they? What kind of? What does their team around them look like? Because okay, maybe you're 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 looking to partner with a, a kind of a, a new multifamily investor. But what is the team they built around them? Right? We talk a lot about building the team, and how strong is that team? So if the if the partner themselves don't have a strong track record, that's okay. You know, you might want to give the newbie a, a shot. But then what what do they build around them? What partners do they have? What property managers do they have? things of that nature. I always like to ask the question, have they lost money? Because to me, and this is a little little counterintuitive, but I'd rather invest with someone who has lost money before than someone who hasn't. Because I'll tell you from personal experience, first of all, losing money is not very pleasant. Uh, And it's kind of like making a lot of money. If you lose a lot of money, it brings out a lot. It it really molds you and it brings out uh, new parts of your character that maybe you weren't aware of, uh, and that have been previously untested. So, how does that person behave under pressure? Are they do they cave in under pressure? Do they stop communicating? And I've seen this because I've been a passive as well. All of a sudden, the emails stop flowing, and they won't return phone calls. And I'm like, uh-oh, something ain't right. Something's not. And, and sure enough, the deal has gone sideways, and they've gone radio silent. And investors hate that with a passion. It makes them so upset. If, if you're not communicating with them. So how do they have they lost money? How do they deal with it? And and how do they communicate on a, what basis is it monthly, quarterly? What do they communicate? And how are you going to know what's going on? So those are some of the things that are that are really important. And how do you get started? Really, again, is education. Now, as a passive investor, you don't need to know nearly as much as a syndicator does, right? Because you don't really need to know how to find deals, how to cold call brokers, even how to analyze uh, deals and make offers, but you have to know enough to ask the questions, and you you have to know enough to call b s. on someone's analysis, you know if they're leaving off the reserves or their their rents are are you know hockey sticking up, and you're like, "What's going on with that?" We're asking questions like, "Well, how do you know these rents are what they are how do you know the expenses you know where did you get those numbers from?" and some rules of thumb around that so so again, being educating yourself uh, at least to some degree is really, really important, and then network, go to events right? So go to uh, your local real estate association meeting, go to RIAs, look for meetups on meetup.com, then go to multifamily events uh, like mine. I have something called the Financial Freedom Summit. It's in, uh, in April. Uh, I have it twice a year. You can go to the michaelblanc.com forward slash event. And you can see when my events are, but there's others as well out there, other, other syndicators that have other events. See if you can get in there and buy a ticket and just network with people. And you're going to meet a lot of syndicators in that and you get to know them in person. So that's a great way to do that. Uh, and then once you know, look for one one partner, maybe two, and then invest with uh, with a couple of people. See how they behave. See how the deal goes, and and then obviously once you found a partner that do, does a good job, my gosh, I mean, you know, you can you can have a relationship, uh, investing relationship with them for for years to come. So it's really 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 good to go. Okay, so that's the passive investor. Now the third way you can build equity and passive income is by being a balance sheet guarantor. Now what the heck does that mean? Okay, so. When a syndicator or the partners sign on a loan, the lender requires a net worth equal to or greater than the loan balance. So let's say I'm doing a really big deal, but my net worth isn't $10 million. Well, I'm gonna have a partner who's going to co-sign on the loan. Now, what's cool about that from a co-signer perspective is a couple things. One is typically these loans are non-recourse, meaning that that if, if there's a default or, or it goes downhill and the bank has to take the property back, they are not going to go after the general partners, right? Because of, it's a non-recourse loan, unless they can prove fraud or misrepresentation mm-hmm. or something out of the ordinary, which normally doesn't happen. You shouldn't be doing business with people who you know are fraudulent. But So the, the nice thing about the, the balance sheet guarantor is that their risk exposure is fairly low, but their compensation varies widely. It really depends on who your balance sheet guarantor is, how big the deal is, I mean, I've I've had cases where it's just a, a friend who say, who really likes the, the, the guy and says you know what I'm just going to co-sign a loan I don't you don't need to you know send me a, a bottle of wine or something and I'll, I'll do it you know all the way to you know giving them equity in a deal or paying them something at closing out of the acquisition fee so really what you negotiate with a balance sheet guarantor is really really um, wide open we've seen in the past for some of these larger deals that we will give the, the balance sheet guarantor about 10%, ten five to fifteen percent of the general partnership of the deal, right. And so it's a great way for them to as if someone has has money, they can just become a balance sheet guarantor for you know, all kinds of deals, right? Because it's not being tied up in any way. So it's a great way for you if you have net worth, and don't really want to get too much involved, a great way for you to build up equity just simply by filling out a a lender application and a personal financial statement. And it's fantastic. That's, That's number three, we've seen that as well, people building up equity in that way. The fourth and last one is a really interesting one because this is the one that I call the money raiser, And we've started to incorporate money raisers into our deals. Money raisers are people who have some capital and have access to more. They, have, they are part of high net worth individual networks that could be an attorney or a doctor or uh, they work for business development or something like that. They're just in touch with, with people who have money and they really prefer networking over, say, cold calling brokers and analyzing deals, right? So from a, so not only do they have access to money, but they really actually kind of prefer networking. Or you're a syndicator and you're looking for your own deal, but you're more successful at raising money. Let's say you've you've you know got seven or fifty thousand dollars in commitments from from your investors, but you haven't found the deal yet. Well, why not monetize that and and you raise money for someone else, someone else's deal. And what's really cool about this is from a compensation perspective, from an equity perspective, the partners who bring the money are going to get a greater chunk of the equity than, than the partners who don't, right? So, so in this scenario where we bring in a student who finds a deal and we raise all the money if we bring in bring in partners to raise all the money, their equity participation in the deal is equal to or often greater than a student who found the deal in the first place. And this makes a lot of sense because without money, there will be no deal. Now, of course, you can say, well, without finding the deal, there would be no deal either. But really, it's the money. Okay, the money, the, where the money is, is the person that gets control and compensation. So a really neat thing that we found is people who have the ability to attract capital and work them into general partners. So we've had A variety of different scenarios around this where there are groups that all they do is raise money. But then there are the syndicators. These are the people who have gone through my course or the coaching program and they're raising money and they're just really good at it. They really love it. They're maybe more successful and maybe they're struggling with finding deals. Well, how can we get those people into their own deal? And this is a great way to do it. So what we have right now is we have this money raiser program where if you can raise $500,000 or more, it qualifies you to become a general partner in a deal and that's really cool right so typically the uh, equity of the general partnership that goes to the money raisers as a whole is between depending on on what you do between 25 and 50% of the deal right so if you're funding everything you're guaranteeing a loan the partner or partners doing all that stuff typically command 30 to 50% of the general partnership of the deal which is significant right so if you have the ability to raise capital this is a fantastic way to build equity. I'm almost as good as being the syndicator himself. So if you are of that variety, I want to hear from you. But other syndicators like me want to hear from you as well. Now, you can find out for more on my site by going to themichaelblanccom forward slash invest. And that allows you to register with our investor portal. I forgot to mention that in the passive investor. So if you're a passive investor, a balance sheet co carentor or want to become a money raiser, the call to action here is go to themichaelblanccom forward slash invest and register in our investor portal. If you are a money raiser, and that way, when we have opportunities come up, you'll be the first to know. But if you're a money raiser, then also contact us and and set up a a conversation because a little more involved to become a money raiser. And so what's important as a money raiser to following? Obviously, access to capital and knowing your syndication partner. Kind of like with all these things, you you really want to find one or two people that you build a working relationship with That you can trust to communicate well, put out good marketing packages, high level of communication to your investors, all that stuff. And then you got to know enough to answer your investors questions. So there's still a a theme here of educating yourself because you may be able to not only sell the deal, but answer questions and and objections to your investors. So you have to know enough about multifamily investing uh, in general and the deal specifically. So as a money raiser, typically what we do is we kind of create a joint venture agreement with you, kind of like we do with our students. That says you're going to get, you know, a certain percentage of equity and here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. And then we all go out and start uh, and start doing and raising money. So so we're we're going to help you raise money. But really, you've got to be able to explain that to your investors. So you got to know enough to answer your investors questions. So education is one key thing to get started. And and the other thing also is really start raising money today. Because like I said before, as a syndicator raising money oftentimes takes longer than you might think. So we've had some money raisers struggle with this a little bit because it's a new thing for them. And partly because you know, they haven't really done it before, but really more more that that the people they're going out to don't know them in this way. And it's a little weird. And they kind of go, you know, what's this guy doing? And, and it takes a while for them to come around. And some people go and I go, well, you know, why don't I? I'll just around. Let me just see what you do. Uh, let me hit me up on the second deal. And so what they've found is that it's much harder to raise money than they thought, and it takes more time. So if you want to those variety and create a sample deal package, or reach out to us and request one of our previous previous packages and use that to raise money from people. All right. So, raising money is a is a huge theme here as well as educating yourself. So, I hope you got that as well. So, these are the four ways that you can build equity and quit your job with multifamily. And gosh, if we come up with something else, I'll let you know, but we're always looking for ways to get people in their own deals. And so we have the traditional syndicator route, we have the passive investor, of course, balance sheet guarantor, and the money raiser. And all those play a role in general partnership of a deal, right? So, if you have one and not the other, always great to partner together and bring that group together to make it happen so anyway hope you enjoyed that and on that note again remember to go to the forward slash invest for investing the forward slash partner on if you want to joint venture with us and if you haven't done it already make sure you got, download my free ebook the secret to raising money to buy your first apartment building because raising money is so key and that's at the forward slash ebook all right guys hope you enjoyed that really looking forward to 2018 all the best to you, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.